Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Thursday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers fall flat in game five. Can they pick it back up for game six? That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked on Lakers first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. Yeah, I said that right. Always free. It's never going to be behind a paywall. You'd think I'd say the same damn thing every day. I just have it memorized. Um, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show and hang out with upwards of 16,000 subscribers uh, to the channel, all of whom have been extremely active during the playoffs this really interesting and exciting first round series for the lakers um when a lot of those people are gonna be upset on thursday based on the results uh from game five on wednesday the lakers lose 116 to 99 a couple big overarching player stories for the lakers andy anthony davis had that offensive game we were looking for 31 points 14 of 23 from the floor to go along with 19 rebounds and two blocks. He was a plus six in a game the Lakers lost by 17. Uh, plus minus, not always an effective metric, but in this case, I think it it does describe what the eye test said. And, of course, LeBron James coming off that, uh, literally a historic effort um, in game five or game four through the overtime. He, uh, he was tired. <laughs> 15 points, five of 17 from the floor. We can start with either guy, Andy. Dealer's choice. You go. I mean, I guess I guess the more direct story would be LeBron just because, mm-hmm. you know, the game that he was coming off, it, it wasn't just arguably his signature game as a Laker, certainly a, a game with any type of stakes. I, I think even acknowledging that he was part of a championship run, you know, this is something that Steve Mason and I talked about today on 710 ESPN. I was sitting in for John Ireland. Like, this this game that LeBron had in Game 4 felt like the biggest moment of connection on the court that he had had with Laker fans. Mm. Like, in terms of something that, a good really, yeah. that really created, like, a connective tissue between this fan base and LeBron because, obviously, he led a championship run – But that run took place in the bubble, which I don't say to discount it, but the fans were not there. And and a lot of this stuff gets built in these huge moments when your stars do this in front of the fans. And then, you know, the following season, they lost in the first round. You know, until that point, I I think arguably the most... By the way, lost in the first round to half a crowd. Right. Yes. And... I think even before that, arguably the greatest connective point between LeBron and fans directly that way, I think really came from just the immediate aftermath of Kobe's death and, and LeBron exactly shepherding yeah. the organization through that. And, and you know, speaking giving, to the crowd in the first yes, home game following which, Kobe's death. And, and the reason I bring this up is because beyond the effect that it had on the game for the Lakers, because LeBron's struggles in this game hurt the team badly. It's, it's really disappointing to see 
that game four followed up by this, even if you think there's a certain predictability to it, from an emotional standpoint, it's disappointing. It is. Um, I mean, the whole game was dis- was disappointing. Um, but I think you know you 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 mentioned it. Um, I mean, I I kind of we we talked about this you know for Wednesday's show. You know, my concern about you know sort of the the institutional advantages that Memphis would have in this game, in terms of the desperation factor, in terms of playing in front of their home crowd, in terms of oh by the way fatigue um, because. You talk about that predictability with LeBron James, even if this game was somewhat predictable. It was absolutely 100% predictable because he, LeBron, you know, the iconic moments that he built up in that game uh, on, on Monday were built out of overcoming fatigue because sure. he was tired on Monday. You could tell he was having, you know, he was having trouble. And no, I don't mean this to, to disrespect Xavier Tillman, who has been awesome in this year i don't know if he's up for a contract but man i hope for xavier tillman's sake that he is um because man, he's another guy who's making himself a lot of money one day so but lebron was tired on monday in game four and overcame it with those two huge drives you know one at the end of regulation and one in the overtime and the legs did not come back at all on wednesday He was dead-legged from the moment this game started, and I think he was mentally tired. I mean, we saw that down the stretch of the regular season where LeBron's decision-making was, uh, particularly by LeBron's standards, spotty. On Wednesday, he had five turnovers to go along with five assists. So one-to-one turnover-to-assist ratio with LeBron is, is almost unheard of. And I just I think the whole thing is is about eighty five percent fatigue. Um, and I was not at all so I was disappointed. I was a little disappointed that Darwin didn't pull the plug on this thing with eight or nine minutes left and get LeBron seated faster. I understand why he didn't, um, but I kind of wish he had. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the decision-making with LeBron in this game, the five turnovers actually don't stand out to me the most. It's the one of nine from three. and oh, it's, oh there's that. Right, but specifically, that stands out to me with decision-making because beyond the fact that you missed eight of the nine threes that you tried, LeBron has no business taking nine threes. Like, he just doesn't. I mean, he doesn't, period. But in a series where he has been horrendous from behind the arc he simply and to put this in perspective you sure are you saying 16.7 percent is is not good andy i know the standard lebron holds himself to and i know it's better than that um (laughs) but here here's the other thing though and this this speaks to why i think the one of nine is about decision making you know through fatigue but decision making nonetheless and, and not just missing the shots that he was 5 of 17 from the floor means he was 4 of 8 on shots that were not threes. Mm-hmm. Those empty possessions, and a lot of them were just, they were not even good threes to begin with, they hurt. And yeah, as much as the do. fatigue is justifiable, like we've said this many times, people should not be doing what LeBron does at his age. There's a reason this is unprecedented. The hurt still hurts, man. Yeah, and I mean, those misses hurt. 
They do. And you, you know, any, any player who takes nine three-pointers and only makes one of them is going to be a drag on the offense. doesn't matter if it's LeBron or anyone else. But I also think, like, to your point, the fatigue, uh, you know, the, 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 the one of nine speaks to the fatigue both because nine three-pointers against 17 shots, which means, like you say, he took more from three than two. Um, that speaks to the fatigue because – the reason he does that is because he can't get in the lane. Doesn't have the legs to get in the lane. Doesn't have the, you know, can't put the ball on the floor and drive past people. So, um, you know, maybe the Lakers have to just drop him in the post. But, you know, Anthony Davis, who we'll get to really after the break here, was playing quite well. And so, you know, both on the run, um, in the moments where he did get the ball on the block as an offensive rebounder, all that stuff. And so, you know, I, I think the shot chart, indicates fatigue the results from the shot chart indicate fatigue and just everything about the way he played you could tell he was tired and I, if you're looking for something to be concerned about um and and this is the time of year for that because the players are the playoffs are nothing but concern um since that game one lebron has gone one of eight oh of four one of seven and one of nine uh, so that's quick back of the napkin math here. That is what, 3 of 30? 16 plus 4, 20, 28. I'm sorry, 3 of 28. I didn't want to make it sound worse than it was. Well, I mean, that sounds well, like about 16%. About, yeah, no, it's, I think it's less than that. That's that's. Uh, but like, that is, that's concerning because what did game one have that he hasn't had since? Four games, four five days off or whatever the Lakers had. And so you know, since getting that time off, LeBron has shown, again, increasing signs of fatigue. And that's, you know, it's worrisome for the uh, long-term prospects of the, of, the, of the playoff run if they can get through game six. Yeah. It, look, we've known that fatigue was going to be a thing for LeBron this whole season it's something that you've had you've had to be guarded against you know and and trying to offset and to lebron's credit he talked after the game and assessed himself with quote tonight i was bleep and i'll be better in game six um he later added that he thought he was pretty good defensively but offensively not good at all um he also noted how as a team they need to do a better job finding different ways to support each other. And he said it starts with him. Yeah. So, I mean, I if mean, nothing else, you're, you're hearing, you're hearing thoughts after a loss that you don't hear from various Grizzlies after a loss. No, like you don't Did hear Dylan Brooks talk. I didn't get a chance to see that. Did Dylan Brooks speak to the media? Uh, well, I think he's fun? running out an auditorium. Yeah. <laughs> like some, some big speakers. I, yeah. I, he, he might be like chartering off two or three city blocks. They're building a, you know, they're building a, a stage for him. Loudspeakers got, got a few games worth of things to say. So um, I'm sure tonight was the night that he he was responsible for shutting down LeBron. So um, all right, let's let's you get know, to Luke AD. Kennard hadn't gotten hurt. <laughs> I don't even know if Dylan Brooks would have played he much was, in the second half. <laughs> three of fifteen. Yeah, Dylan Brooks. He is the opposite of uh, Austin Reeves and Xavier Tillman. He is costing himself money in this series. So we'll 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 get to eighty next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by eBay Motors. And for a championship team, it is all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same thing when it comes to 
your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. Side note, my car has been in the shop for like three to four weeks just waiting for a specific part to come in. Let me tell you from personal experience, you should go to eBay Motors um, for parts and accessories and not deal with what I'm dealing with right now. Long or the short, couldn't go to eBay Motors insurance. <laughs> different story for a different day. I hate everybody. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. And to just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check mark to know the part will fit or your money back. And just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, probably could have gotten the part I need back to me quicker. You'll be back in the game in <laughs> no time. <laughs> After all, it is easy to bring home a win when the parts are guaranteed the right parts. It's not always easy to bring back your car. <laughs> Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Wish I could. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Um, before we get to Anthony Davis, one interesting thing about uh, this game on Wednesday it is look, I mean, I know a lot of people like to frame these things at this point of as everything is through the prism of the Lakers. Do the Lakers care enough? Are they focused? Are they unfocused or whatever? Memphis is a really good team that lost six times at home all year. <laughs> and, you know, we saw why. And, you know, the idea that this was going to be a series that the Lakers should be expected to win in five games um, is a little ludicrous. The playoffs are supposed to be hard. Um, the series are not supposed to be short. And that is particularly true, Andy, in a in a series where the Lakers are the seven seed, not the two seed. Well, I mean, you know. Yes and no. I mean, yes, in the sense that Memphis is a really good team and you can't take that away from them. No, in the sense that the Lakers have played like a team post-trade deadline that if they had, they had had this team all year, they wouldn't be a seven seed. Right, but this, but but it wouldn't make Memphis any. You know, Memphis would still be a two or a three. The point no, is, I don't disagree the with point that. Is Memphis is really good. It, expectation good. that that the Lakers would run through a really good team in four or five or you know whatever games is. Is this is the kind of, this is the sort of thing that is supposed to happen in the playoffs when good teams play each other? Yeah. Like you're going to get games like this where one team is really good because you know or outplays the other. Memphis is really good, um, and they you know on the, the biggest distinction in Game Five was that for the first time in this series, Memphis got an and game, where meaning like they've had a good game from Bain, they've had good games from Jaw. They've had you know that big game one offensively from from Jackson, but they haven't had games yet where two of the three you know were really good, and they got that in game five with you know thirty one from Jaw on an efficient thirteen of twenty six, thirty three from Bain on an even more efficient twelve of twenty one. Um, that is really difficult to overcome, particularly Andy when the Lakers bad shooting as a team from three point range twenty five and a half percent continues that is not a good formula no absolutely not like d'angelo russell and austin reeves i thought both had a good game tonight when it came to playmaking uh -huh. but as a backcourt they combined for 28 points on 24 shots like you can't have that no. especially on a night where their opposing backcourt 
combines for 64. Right. And it's just saying everything. Go down the line, Andy, because once you get past Anthony Davis, who is 14 and 23, and you know, we're we're getting to him in a sec, you know, everyone the Lakers shot 40% as a team. So I mean, it's hard to find good stat lines, but um, you know, Rui was four of eight, which looks good, but he started three for three. Um, and you know, you start going down the line. Russell hit two huge threes and a floater in the uh, in the third quarter, helped bring the Lakers back when it looked like they might have a chance to to overtake Memphis. Briefly, did by a point. Um, and you know that evaporated quickly. But you know, Delo's some shot making there. And Reeves, like you say, but like it, it was an inefficient night offensively for the Lakers um, because they still aren't a great offensive team, particularly if they're not generating defense to offense, which they struggle with tonight, and particularly when LeBron is five of seventeen. Well, um, I mean, really, too the 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 three point discrepancy was really really crucial because Memphis overall from the floor wasn't particularly good either. They're forty four percent, but. 35% versus 25% on threes and that was the difference behind the arc. That's a big deal. You know, four yeah. four extra threes in this game combined with just, you know, a few points off turnovers. Uh right, and the Lakers turned the ball over a lot. Yeah, the particularly in the first half they turned mm-hmm. the ball over an awful lot. Um the good news about this team is I don't think this is going to discourage them in any way in terms of their belief in themselves. They know they still have two opportunities to get one win. Uh, LeBron Mm -hmm. talked after the game about how the crowd is extremely important for just giving you that extra boost. And this is clearly a team that can use it. You know, this also speaks to, by the way, why it was so bad and inexcusable for them to come out so flat in the first half of game two. I agree. Because this this was not a game where I thought they came out flat. No, like they, was, of, they, were, they came out, they were flat in the sense they were tired. I mean, right, but they, especially, but I thought no, they, they played were. with urgency and all yeah. that stuff. They didn't play well. They got outplayed, but, but that doesn't mean they weren't like invested. Right. Game two, they came out in that first half without the proper investment. And that's what ultimately did them in. And I mean, it could have been possibly, you never know how, you know, the butterfly effect. But it could potentially have been the difference between game going to game six, trying to close out there in a sweep. Or so you, right. In a sweep or in you know game five, you know, you you have that just you have that flexibility that you know you can split on your home floor and still be up. Like there's all kinds of of I mean, and the, the 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 difference in conservation of legs. I mean, just all of it makes a difference when you when you when you give away games. In the playoffs, it can bite you. Um, and this wasn't a giveaway. Wednesday wasn't a giveaway. No, but game two was. It was game at the very was. least, it was a giveaway of an opportunity. Uh, by the way, uh, Department of Corrections and Retractions, uh, I, I misspoke. The Lakers actually, the Lakers weren't winning 75 74. They were down by a point after coming back from a big deficit. But the, the rest, then the, everything else after that, where the Grizzlies go on immediately. This was not a game, Andy, where you could go to the bathroom because if you went to the bathroom, the score radically changed very quickly in this game. Like the, the, what you know, the the, the the runs came fast, um, and most of them favored Memphis in the second half. Um, if you were looking for something to to hang your hat on, Anthony Davis gave the Lakers the performance that they 
were looking for offensively. Um, unfortunately, nobody else came along with him, but it was still really good to see AD get loose um, in transition on the offensive glass, um, different moments down low. You know, as an as a as an offensive threat, this was this was a high quality game against an excellent defensive team. Yeah, thirty one points, nineteen rebounds, four of those rebounds on the offensive glass, two blocks, a steal. Uh, LeBron after the game talked about how he thought the difference with AD was just he was really aggressive for all 35 minutes that he played. And, you know, we we talked about this actually for Wednesday's show. With, with AD, obviously, there are ways that you can scheme to get him better looks, to try to put him in better positions, all that stuff. But some of this is eliminating any hesitation you know, any, as I put it, pondering while he's on the court, when he gets the ball, just go, like just go and do something. And right. And that something can be draw a crowd and pass. So that right. something can be like, but just, but do, do. Right. And this was a game where I thought he did a lot of doing. And then in the meantime, defensively, look, say AD's offense has come and gone in this series for a variety of reasons, some of which I think has to do with AD, some of which has to do with Memphis is a really hard team to score against down low. His defense has been otherworldly this entire series. AD yeah. has been a freaking beast on yeah. that end. And, you know, the the big move that was criticized by Ham in this game was was actually taking AD out uh, with that Lakers. You know, the, the, the loss of that momentum, 75-74, the Lakers pull almost all the way back. AD subbed out for 90 seconds. And in that 90 seconds, Memphis pushed the lead back out, and that was basically it. <laughs> pushed it back out to up. eight. Um, we can talk about this, some coming up next, but also maybe for Friday's show, because it wasn't just in that moment that AD took a rest and everything fell to bleep. That happened in the first quarter as well. And it's happened a lot throughout this series. And I fear, Brian, that Darvin Ham is not taking enough lessons from this pattern. Because it, it, to me, it he's feels, not learning. Like, feels like the sample size is large <laughs> enough to recognize some changes are needed. <laughs> so, How about a nice game of chess? Um, all right. Uh, well, let's get into that next and, and, and look forward a little bit to, uh, to game six on Friday. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Abata. And if you're buying groceries, doing a little school shopping, maybe even getting yourself something nice, you've earned it. You're already spending this money, so why not get some cash back for your trouble? With Ibotta, you can earn cash back on every shopping trip from grocery to personal care to produce. Just link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and you get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back and groceries you can earn two and a half times that in real cash back from ibotta and again real cash back not points that let's be honest nobody ever uses nobody even understands how to get their points and access them and you can earn cash back on hundreds of different online brands and retailers including lowe's macy's sephora best buy and more and right now ibotta is offering our listeners five bucks for just trying ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register, just go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, and use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store, and use the code LOCKED. 
I look one of the things about like the playoffs that makes it so fun is that it it is so hard. Like it would be it'd be more it'd be better on everybody's blood pressure, better for everybody's heart if the Lakers just rolled through every series, rolled through these games or whatever, because then we wouldn't have to worry. You don't let your mind wander, you don't like but like if you I it is it is a kind of an amazing place to be in that like you could say Lakers have an opportunity for a game six win on their own floor to advance to the second round of the playoffs. You told me that in December. <laughs> um, I'd have said you were crazy, Andy. I, or at the very least, I would have taken that bet deal in a heartbeat over what's behind door number two. Absolutely. But here's the thing, though. Lakers are in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Laker fans are accustomed to success in the playoffs. And you know what? As long as you're here, might as well win some games and oh, dominate. Oh, sure. You know, if oh, you yeah. can't. Like, I remember uh, the 2001 championship run, where uh, the second of the Kobe Shaq three-peat, where they went 16-1 and in that run. The first loss came in game one against the Sixers, where Iverson had 48. That was the step over you know, right. over Ty Lue. And that was the first game in, what was it, 13 attempts that they had lost. And it felt weird. Nobody felt felt like that was going to be like, oh, man, Sixers might have discovered something. Like everybody knew what was coming, and it, it did. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter, though. Like – you get greedy. The playoffs are all about getting yeah. greedy. To use the Darvin Ham parlance, you get greedy. But it's funny, like, you know, you start backing, like, even series that weren't close. You know, like, the Lakers beat Orlando. Was that five or six? That was in five, five. right? Yep. But that could have been, like, those games inside that series were some games that could have swung either way. Courtney um, Lee missed that layup. Right, you know stuff like that. You know the the Fisher threes, and we you know, we talked about um, for Wednesday. It, it's just, I mean, it's what makes it fun. Is that like you know everything, technically everything, but like everything kind of rests on, um, on Game Six, on the Lakers coming home, defending their home floor. Um, and I, you know, D'Lo after the game did not do that thing where they, oh, you know, the pressure's on them because we have one more opportunity. No, he's like, all the pressure is on us to no, win. No, that's not what he said. He, he actually, he, I thought he had a better answer than that. He was asked if there's more pressure on the Lakers during game six to win it and avoid going back to Memphis, or if there's more pressure on Memphis because they have to win or else their season's over. He just responded, it's all pressure because that's actually the right answer. That's the correct answer. Mm-hmm. It's the truthful answer. It is. The, the pressure well, never the, goes away. Right. I don't care how good your team is. The pressure never goes away. But this notion away. that the Lakers, you know, can, you know, like there isn't because the Lakers aren't in the elimination game. Because like, no, like this is, you do not want to go back to the, the other team's floor for a game seven. Having lost two games in a row with a 38-year-old LeBron James and all these other things. It still give the Lakers a, a good chance to win the game, but that ain't where you want to be. And, you know, Friday is going to be, if you thought the atmosphere for games two and three, uh, you know, three and four were intense, Friday is going to be bonkers unless 
you know, Memphis can take the crowd out because, you know, it's, it's also a nervous time for fans. So, I mean, that's just, it's everything. Game six is why you do this stuff. It's why, you know, you, you are a fan. It's why you're invested. It's why you put up. And I am extremely excited. Here's why I, I, no matter what happens, here's why I don't think the crowd is going to get taken out of it. I was at game seven, as were you Lakers Celtics when the Lakers spent a lot of that game playing Mm -hmm. really bad. Kobe, by his own admission, kind of wigged out under just the magnitude of this moment and everything resting on it. And the crowd is what actually got the Lakers and Kobe back into that game. There were were moments where the crowd was taken out of it, where the crowd was a little stunned, where the crowd was quiet. But they they never stopped, though. As long as the Lakers don't stop, the crowd will not stop. Oh, and the first sign of of activity, they'll be able to bring it back. I think the Lakers, there's a reason that teams are much more successful on their home floor in the playoffs in basketball. And... You know, the Memphis has not been a good road team. That doesn't change nope. just because they won game five. I mean, I I, I think, you know, the, the thing that, that worries me is, is mostly the shooting and it's LeBron and his legs. Um, but I feel like the Lakers are going to throw all of it at this game on – on Friday, and I think they're going to come out with an incre- you know I think LeBron is going to come out with an incredible sense of purpose. I think AD is going to come out with an incredible sense of purpose. Um, I'm expecting that they'll win, but I'm gonna be nervous <laughs> until they do. It was interesting. AD was asked after Game Five, a just how he's feeling because. He had a hard fall late in the game. That hard fall, the hip. Get off the floor, man. You know, he he started to say something about getting himself, you know, right to make sure he can play. And then he said, though it doesn't matter, I'm playing anyway. Right. Like, like, nothing is going to keep him off the court, um, save like a body cast. And he also said, you know, he'll play 48 minutes if he has to. Like, to the point you were making – I, LeBron also sounded like somebody that could have used a crowd boost tonight and is looking forward to a crowd boost. You know, I, D'Angelo Russell has talked about how great this crowd has been. You know, Austin Reeves has talked about how great this crowd has been. And actually, th- this is something that I think matters. Uh, Reeves recently talked about how this group really cares about each other. Mm-hmm. And I think stuff like that matters when you're trying to get that last push. You're trying to get yourself just over that last step where you can breathe again. And, you know, you're starting to feel a little bit of mounting pressure. The desire not just to win, but to play for each other. I think stuff like that matters. Yeah. And this is a group that seems like they really do enjoy playing with each other and enjoy playing for each other. So yeah, we'll get into a lot of the uh, the uh, you know the strategy, the you know the the, the some of the the things. I got one. We'll, we'll, I got we'll one. Like I, I was saying, but like you know, I think for for Friday's show, we'll discuss a lot of the things that you know need to change from Game Five to Game Six. Um, some of the things that Darvin Ham ought to be doing or might want to consider. You know, 
Anthony Davis said, I'll play all 48. It'd be interesting to see how tight the rotation gets generally and then who's in it, who's not, how many minutes LeBron plays, how many minutes Anthony Davis plays. You know, I, I, we, you know, we, and then there are the practical things. So there's like the intangibles, like you're talking about, Andy, like this, the, the intangible stuff. I, I think the Lakers are really well suited. Um, and then the tangibles, we were wondering how many games in a row could the Lakers win shooting under 30% from three point range? The answer is two. <laughs> After, um, you know, they, they got this third game in a row where they've done it. Um, and you can't, you know, and so with the law of averages, even if the Lakers aren't a great three point shooting team, the law of averages says, yeah, the next one's going to be 33%. And that isn't good, but 33 is a lot better than 25. And that's the that could be the difference in it. So we'll see. Um, all right, Lockdown Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, uh, hang out, participate with, uh, and, and converse with a bunch of Lakers fans and talk to us as well. Uh, 16,000 subscribers on that thing, more or less. Um, and we are really excited for Friday. It's going to be a barn burner. Um, and uh, we'll get you ready for it tomorrow.